Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and on Hacking Your ADHD, I dig into the tools, strategies, and best practices that will help you work with your ADHD brain. This episode started off as a follow-up to last week's episode on working with your ADHD. But, in an interesting twist of fate, this episode has ended up being possibly the least ADHD-centric. That isn't to say I'm not talking about things that are important to those of us with ADHD, but I'm getting ahead of myself. In today's show, we're going to be digging into the differences between goals, strategies, and tactics. And it's funny, because I can see myself mixing up a goal and a strategy, and I can also see myself mixing up a strategy and a tactic. But... I really can't imagine myself confusing a goal with a tactic. The transitive property doesn't seem to be working here. But anyways, as I was saying, today's episode may not feel quite as centered on ADHD issues, but I think these are things we really need to pay attention to, even more when we have ADHD, because it's so easy for us to get off track. And with that, let's get on with the show. I have often thought that I know what to do, I just don't know how to make it happen. But I've been thinking about this, and it goes back to my last episode on working with your ADHD. Maybe we think we know what neurotypical people are supposed to do, but we don't know what we need to do as ADHDers. And it isn't that we necessarily need different strategies than neurotypical people do, it's that we need to be doing different things to implement those strategies. I'm going to get into a bit of semantics in this episode. Because, you know, sometimes words matter. Today, we're going to be talking about the differences between goals, strategies, and tactics. I'll start off with a few definitions, and then we'll get into some examples to really drive the point home. Simply put, goals are a desired result we want to achieve. Strategies are the things we are doing to achieve those goals, and tactics are the things we are doing to implement those strategies. While all that can sound simple, trust me, it can get confusing real quick when you're in the middle of it. I had to rewrite a few sections here a number of times because it's easy to get these things mixed up. But the reason all of this matters is because when you know these differences, it allows us to fix the right problems when something isn't working. For example, when I decided I wanted to plan my week, I started out by doing my planning on Mondays, right when I got into work. So taking a quick look at that, that's just saying my goal is planning my week and my strategy was to do it on Mondays right when I got to work. But my big problem here was that I didn't have a specific tactic to make sure that I was doing my planning right when I got in. Coming in on Mondays, I'd find myself just jumping into whatever needed to be done first and telling myself that I'd get to my planning right afterwards. That rarely actually happened. And while it might have been a good idea to actually try some different tactics here, I didn't realize that was the issue. So instead, I just opted to change my strategy. I decided that I wanted to try and start planning my week over the weekend. This was a great idea in theory, but ended up being a mess because, again, I didn't implement any solid tactics to make sure I was getting my planning done. With all my family commitments over the weekend, I found that I had trouble finding time to do my planning. I loved the results when I was actually able to plan over the weekend, but I wasn't able to do it consistently. So, my strategy changed again, and this time it stuck because I also decided to add some tactics. Now, I plan my next week on Friday afternoons, And instead of just trying to find time on Fridays, I created a reoccurring event on my calendar specifically for planning on Friday afternoons. By blocking off that time ahead of time, I couldn't schedule any other projects then without moving that time block. 
The biggest reason this has worked for me is because, let's be honest, you never just find time to do things. If it isn't on your calendar, it probably isn't a priority. And when I'm at my office, I'm able to respect my time blocks a lot more easily. And when I'm at home with the kids, they're my priority. And so I can't rely on having as consistent of a schedule. This comes back to the idea of working with your ADHD and what works for you. Sure, I'm sacrificing my Friday afternoons to make my planning happen, but planning is incredibly important for managing my ADHD. Let's talk a little bit about goal setting now. There are a lot of ways to set your goals, but today we're going to talk about SMART goals. Many of you have probably heard of SMART goals before. It's an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Timely. The reason to use SMART goals is to help you gain more clarity on what your goals actually are. When I'm sitting down during the goal setting process, I'll often start with a more nebulous goal like, I want to get in better shape. But we can't just end there. Well, we could, but I've got a bit more episode to fill up, so let's try out the SMART goal methodology. When I'm starting this process, I like to start off with the word specific. For me, getting in shape might become getting to the gym more and eating healthier. Now, the key when making things specific is to also focus on making them into ways that can also be measurable. So let's look at that first part. This is pretty easy. We can say, I want to go to the gym at least two times a week. Now, it's specific and has a measurable quality. But what about eating healthier? That's not as measurable. So let's change the wording to be, I want to eat three healthy meals a week. Now, we could debate what entails a healthy meal for a while, but I think this illustrates the point pretty well about changing that goal into something that was both specific and measurable. Next, we're going to also want to make our goals timely. For this, I might say I want to be doing this for the next six weeks. And then after that, it would be a good idea to evaluate how I'm doing, and maybe if I want to ramp things up. Or maybe if things aren't working, I'll need to change what my goals are here. Like, say I got injured and couldn't work out anymore. Redefining what my goals are would be a great idea. And remember, put this date in your calendar. Make sure that you give yourself time to actually evaluate how your goals are going. And for other goals, this is a great place to add in a deadline. Procrastination is a huge problem with ADHD, and deadlines are a great way to make sure we're not just kicking the can down the road. We've also got to remember to keep these goals attainable. I think that going to the gym twice a week and eating three healthy meals a week for the next six weeks is going to be something that I can manage. This doesn't mean you can't push yourself. But if instead I said, I'm going to hit the gym every day and only eat healthy meals, that's not something that I'm going to be able to stick with. I've got to be realistic with what I'm actually going to be able to do. And now we're going to add one of the most important parts, relevance. Why is this goal important to you? Maybe you want to fit into a pair of pants for an upcoming wedding. Or maybe, like me, you just want to have more energy when you're playing with your kids. Regardless of what your why is, it's important to remind yourself of that why. It's easy for us to forget why we're doing things. And I think this is especially true for some of our longer-term goals. Now, while I did this part at the end here, looking at your why is a great way to gain clarity with your goals. If you know why you want to do something, can be a lot easier to see what you need to do to get there. So, by making this a SMART goal, we've gone from, I want to get into shape, to, I'm going to go to the gym twice a week and eat three healthy meals a week for six weeks so that I have more energy to play with my kids. I'd say that added a whole lot of clarity to that goal. 
And in a lot of ways, the SMART goal methodology is laying out what your primary strategy is going to be for your more nebulous goals. So instead of just having a goal, we now have a goal and a direction. Of course, we're not done just yet because we also want to be making sure we're planning on how we're going to be following through with these plans. You might decide that the best strategy for eating three healthy meals a week is to do meal planning at the beginning of the week, which is going to entail its own strategies and tactics to make sure that that happens. Hitting our goals is all about layers upon layers of planning and strategies. It might seem overwhelming at first, but you only have to do a little bit at a time, and it all builds on itself. As I continue making this show, I'm going to be featuring a lot of strategies and tactics, but it's important for me to acknowledge that those aren't going to matter if your goals aren't clear. If we don't have a clear understanding of why implementing a certain strategy is important, we're not going to stick with it. And adherence is one of the most important factors when it comes to planning. It doesn't matter what you plan to do if you don't follow through with those plans. And our best weapon here is forethought. Just by looking ahead a little bit, we can do a lot to predict the rough patches we might hit and what to do to avoid them. Let's take my planning example from earlier. When I decided I wanted to plan my next week on the weekend, I wasn't thinking ahead about the potential pitfalls of trying to plan with my kids around. What I could have done when I was trying to work on that strategy is taken a look at what my weekends actually looked like. There are a couple places where a little forethought would have saved me a lot of trouble. First off, I already know that just finding time rarely actually happens. If I don't schedule it, there's a good chance it's going to get dropped. Which means I could have realized that just trying to jam something into a time frame that is inherently hard to schedule was going to make things a lot more difficult. And since my weekends tend to be all about my kids, it should have been no surprise that I wasn't going to find that time. And let's take a look at our eating healthier example. If I was trying to make sure I was eating healthier, a good first step would be making sure I'm packing my lunches instead of trying to buy lunch at work. When I'm packing my lunch, it's a lot easier for me to make those healthy choices. But you know what? Sometimes I don't have time to pack a healthy lunch in the morning. So applying a little forethought would be me looking for ways to make that process easier. Maybe I could pack my lunch the night before, or just have a really simple go-to option when I'm in a rush in the morning. What it comes down to is that when we are setting our goals, strategies, and tactics, the most important thing we can think about is how we're going to follow through with those intentions. And we've got to be realistic here. A big part of working with your ADHD is acknowledging that we are going to have some limitations. We aren't going to be able to stay focused forever, so we've got to make sure we're taking breaks. And we're going to forget things, so we've got to make sure we've got reminders in place. Just because some things are harder doesn't mean there isn't anything we can do about it. We're going to fall off that horse sometimes, but that's okay. No one's perfect. And if we take the time to make sure we know how we're getting back up when we do fall, we're going to be so much better off. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's points. One, goals are a desired result we want to achieve. Strategies are the processes we use to achieve goals, and tactics are the actions we take to implement strategies. Two, when we're setting our goals, we want to be clear about what we really want to get out of those goals. We can use SMART goals to help us with this process. Remember, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Timely. 
3. One of the most important things we can do while planning is think ahead about how we are going to follow through with our intentions. If we aren't following through with our plans, it doesn't matter how good those plans are, because when we're not doing them, we're not getting the results. That's it for this episode. Check back next week when we'll be looking at more ways we can work with our ADHD. You can find show notes for this episode and all our episodes at hackingyouradhd.com slash podcast slash GST. When you have ADHD, you are part of a tribe. And if you got something out of this episode, please share it with your tribe members that you think might also benefit from hearing it. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcast or whichever podcast player you use. Get new episodes automatically downloaded into your podcast player every Monday by clicking subscribe. If you can't get enough things ADHD, then check out the other podcasts in the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network, ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, and ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan. One of the best ways you can manage your ADHD is by connecting with others. So be sure to check out our social channels on Facebook at facebook.com slash hackingyouradhd and on Instagram and Twitter at hackingyouradhd. Or you can get me directly at hackingyouradhd.com. Be sure to reach out and let me know how you are hacking your ADHD. And until next time, stay focused. Stay focused.